just tell us in broadly in a nutshell, you know, who came together and what was the broad consensus about where we're failing as a nation to deal with sexual offences? There are around 250 participants, um, around 50 from civil society organizations, uh, organizations that uh, either offer support to victims of sexual offenses in the courts or in the Tutuzela care centers, um, or are involved in research or monitoring of, of, of um, the operation of the Act. And then um, people from the South African Police Service, the National Prosecuting Authority, uh, Department of Justice, Court Services, uh, Department of Health, Department of Social Development, and Department of Women. Uh, so, look, there's, you know, the, 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 the issue is complex, uh, and there's a number of role players who all have to play their part. So it's, it's not something that one can say uh, if we do... Um, this particular step, it will make um, a phenomenal difference. Uh, it, it, it was assessing the operation of the Act uh, um, from reporting of, of, of the offence at the police station through to the prosecution in the court, and a number of areas uh, where things can be improved, where there could be better coordination, better training, uh, possibly in some areas even uh, legislative reform. Um, but the purpose of the forum was to, to look at the operation of the Act rather than issues such as the prevention of sexual offences in South Africa. Uh, it was focused on, on a sexual offence is, is, occurs, happens, uh, is, is committed, and um, what then happens to the survivor, the victim. I think that, you know, absolutely, because there are obviously many socio-economic uh, uh, issues which lead up, unfortunately, perhaps to a sexual offence. But uh, clearly looking at that, uh, the, the legal process which has followed. In terms of the kind of shortcomings which have been identified uh, operationally, you, you know, I've got a copy of the the report here, and I think it talks to some of the things you said about training. There's a lack of specific knowledge. There's an absence of professional skills. Uh, is this a case of there hasn't been enough development, or have people been falling away, or was this just not really considered 10 years ago that perhaps the country didn't have the right kind of uh, knowledge, awareness, or training to deal with these issues? Well, obviously, when, it, when the law was passed, um, ten years ago, it was a new law, so people had to be trained in that. Uh, but it's quite clear that in many areas, there's still a lot of training that's, that's needed, uh, particularly of, of um, some of the police uh, and even some of the prosecutors who are prosecuting the cases. Okay. And in terms of the actual legislative issues, uh, you mentioned that it wasn't really uh, to talk about those, but there are two very important issues, I think, which you've identified which may uh, need uh, looking at in terms of the, the legislation itself. Uh, tell us what those are and why you think there's a, we a weakness has been identified, shall we say? Yeah, look, um, the one is, is a more technical one, and it's the, the competency assessment of, of uh, children to testify in court, and particularly with regard to Section 164 rather, of the Criminal Procedure Act. Uh, that's more of a technical provision which would be relatively easy to change. And then the other one is um, extending the right of the state to appeal cases on matters of fact. Uh, currently, if, if somebody gets acquitted... Um, because of the factual interpretation that the, the lower court or the court hearing the matter is, has uh, given, uh, the state can't appeal. 
Um, so it would be allowing uh, the state to appeal uh, in cases where there's a feeling that the, the lower court got the facts wrong, basically. Mm. Two of the things I'd like to pick up on here, you, there's a need for adequate protocols um, and there's a need for the development of minimum standards. These are things which have been identified out of this uh, meeting you had with mm. those 250 stakeholders. Have uh, you agreed to a, a sort of way forward in terms of developing the protocols and uh, minimum standards, which hopefully would be spread out, uh, covered nationwide, obviously? Yes. Um, look, so our minimum standards for the sexual offences courts, which are uh, going to be distributed for public comment, uh, as well as draft regulations for sexual offences courts, which are also going to be published soon for, for public comment. Um, one of the strategies of, of the Department of Justice has been to set up specialist sexual offences courts in many of the regional courts around the country. Uh, we're meant to have 60 of them. Uh, the prob- and, and, and a sexual offences court really relates particularly to structural issues. There's a separate room uh, that the witness can testify in uh, where their testimony is then relayed by uh, closed-circuit TV into the court. So effectively, they don't have to be uh, in the same place as the, the accused. Um, they can also testify via an intermediary. Uh, who will um, take the questions and and reply on on, on their behalf. Uh, Separate waking rooms, um, separate entrances, that kind of thing. Um, So that has been rolled out. Um, I I think there would be a lot of questions as to how effective are those courts actually in terms of functioning. And um, we also can't put sexual offences courts everywhere. Sometimes a magistrate's courthouse is too small for these additional facilities. So what do we do in, in, in those situations? So, um, yeah, the, 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 the forum was then looking at all these steps, uh, having the different role players, and even from government, it was people who were uh, at the coalface, um, um, police investigators, uh, prosecutors who are prosecuting, through to the leadership who may be more distant uh, from from what's actually happening on the ground. And then a key component as well was also a large uh, component of regional court magistrates. We had, I think it was about seven or eight of the uh, nine regional court presidents, uh, together with a number of regional court magistrates who hear most of these cases. And in terms of the sexual offences uh, courts, uh, broadly speaking, is there a feeling that uh, they are uh, pretty effective when run properly? Obviously, there was uh, um, they, they started sort of organically a number of years ago, um, went into disuse because um, some of the role players didn't really want specialist sexual offences courts. Uh, in the time of Minister Jeff Kadebe, when he was Minister of Justice, uh, he set up a task team uh, to look at the issue. They recommended that these courts be re-established. That was about uh, four years ago, I think. And since then, uh, they've been rolled out to the extent that we've got about, uh, we're meant to have 60 of them uh, in, in some form or another that, that's, that's functioning. But, uh, you know, just having a court doesn't necessarily mean that the, the case is going to be uh, well run. It might make it easier for the witness to give evidence, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, that things will go smoothly. And that's one of the issues we've got to address as well.